It's This Week in Bourbon, and it's getting a tidbit nippy out. And here's your headlines for December 1st, 2023. There's a new potential site for a bourbon complex that has now hit the market in Shively. The Fraser History Museum is opening a special holiday exhibition called Spirited Designs featuring Old Foresters Mid-Century Decanters, and Heaven Hill has announced the release of the Fall 2023 edition of Old Fitzgerald. But before we get started, here's a quick word from our partners. Do you ever pour yourself a bourbon, swirl it around, and then start struggling to come up with tasting notes? And perhaps you're also looking for a good Father's Day gift idea. Well, you can now solve both with a kit from Nose Your Bourbon. And unlike other nosing kits on the market, Nose Your Bourbon kits feature real ingredients for the most authentic aromas. You can smell real Tahitian vanilla bean instead of some synthetic aroma that's just made from chemicals. So head on over to NoseYourBourbon.com and enter code BP10 for 10% off your order. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof, and the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or TheBourbonConcierge.com, and you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits, and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. And they're off for another Get 270 2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at give270.org. Charitable gaming license ORG 0002703. Hey everyone, welcome back to this post-Thanksgiving This Week in Bourbon. This is something that we actually took a week off the week of Thanksgiving, so we didn't actually wish people a happy Thanksgiving, but host, happy Thanksgiving to you, Ryan. And happy Thanksgiving to you and everyone. It was it was a great one. Was it full of travel and adventure? Full of travel. I got to hang out with the one and only Blake Reber from Bourboner Steelbox. Everyone knows and love them. Yeah. We combined the families, so there were six Adventures in Jacksonville. Yeah, six kids. So that's a lot. It was a lot, but they were good. They got along great. So we had we had a great time. Saw the Jags win. Played Blake in pickleball. Whipped his ass. You know, that makes makes you feel good of all the effort that you've been putting in for the past few years of pickleballing that you're able to take him down. Now you're part of a travel team. And he's younger than me, and he had to use a thermogun or whatever (laughs) theragun to loosen up. So you know that that was the most 
most achieved accomplishment there. Well, I think the thing that probably got the most eyeballs was you posting from the the Blake's vault, the seal box vault. Yeah. It's a lot of whiskey in there. I thought your vault and our vault was impressive, but man, he's got a lot in there. He's got a ton of stuff. Huh? He's got tons of good wines, but mostly good whiskeys and stuff. But uh, <laughs> Mostly good. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> no, I'm saying compared to wine. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. But no, we had a great time. It was good hanging out. Yeah. But missed you, so I'm glad to be back. Yeah, that's what I was telling my wife. I was like, man, we really should have gone. And she goes, you realize our kids aren't off of school like Ryan's are. And I was like, yep, that makes sense. So we couldn't just take the kids <laughs> out of school for, or our kid out of school just to go and hang out in Jacksonville for a week. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. Yeah. We'll see if our, our dates align then. But shout out to Jacksonville Bourbon Club. They hosted me and Blake, and we had a great event, and it was a good time. So I was happy to hang out with them. It's a great area. Awesome. Love to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really good. So happy post-Thanksgiving to everybody else. And next, like I said in the opening, it's getting chilly outside. Like Very chilly. My, my toes are starting to feel the numbness as we sit in here in our, our distillery. Yeah. It's... It's very cold downstairs. I'm, I'm <laughs> glad we got this space heater. It's like running on full, it's, full tilt. Just it's, <laughs> it's very expensive to heat this place, so yeah, I'm not going to be doing that too often. Yeah, I'm about to wear three more layers to come in here. <laughs> I I figured at some point we'd be getting pursuit branded Carhartt gear, but we'll wait and see when that happens. Pull off the trip stamps and yeah, you know, look, <laughs> just grow our beards and have some denim and Carhartts. Yep, we'll fit the bill. The true Carhartts, not the stuff the hipsters wear. Oh, you know? okay. <laughs> Is that like way more expensive Carhartt or something? Well, it's just like, no, it's the same, but we actually are going to work. We're not just going to oh, go. Okay. We're just not going to go to a coffee shop and wear Carhartt we, beanies. Got it. We just need to like run it through some like the dust on our floor and kind of like yeah. get it dirty first. Just like roll over a barrel or something. <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> get some soot on us. We can do that. Yeah. Well, there isn't much in regards of announcements unless you have anything to go through. I've just got one thing for our ambassador team. And so if you're going to be in the St. Louis area, we will also be sponsoring Whiskey in the Winter. That's going to be happening on December 12th. Yeah, I'm going to Dallas this weekend, which probably no one cares. But, I'm hanging, but you're going to be there. But I'll be there and hanging out with our good friends at the Dallas Bourbon Club. So I'm excited about that. Going to a game with our buddy Matt Pittman from Me Church. There so. we go. I haven't been to a Dallas Cowboys game, so I'm I'm excited about that. Speaking of games, crap, we didn't even look up oh, spreads for this week. Last one. Yeah. Well, how beat, about you? You, you beat ahead. me in college. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead. Let's take a quick break, and, and you can find that. All right. We're back with the odds. It's conference championship. We've got a lot of good games, but not a lot of games. Like, normally, you have a ton more games to choose from. So, I'm going to go, you know, we got... I, this is terrible. I can't remember the conference they're in, but uh, SMU is playing Tulane. I'm really SMU's had a great season, buddy. Our buddy Rick Hart, who's the AD at SMU, they've had a great season. They are getting five points against Tulane, so I'm going with the SMU Pony Up Mustangs. There you go. Yep. Yeah. This is. This. I mean, of course, I pay attention to SEC football. So when you see Georgia, Alabama, yeah, I take Georgia all day. Yeah, I'd kind of say I kind of do that too. But it's going to be a close game. In regards to that, but I think when I, when I look at the the biggest spread, I kind of look at the battle going between Oklahoma and Texas. It's that, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Sorry, Oklahoma State and Texas. I mean, so you're going to take the Fighting Fred Minix? Yeah, I am. I think I think they can cover 15. I okay. think that's that's going to be doable. All right. So we'll yeah. do that. All right. Well, shout beat, out to you, Fred. You beat me last time. So let's uh, look at the NFL, which. I got, I think I beat you in the last time. You I, did. The Cowboys, I can't remember what you bet, but 
Let's see here. NFL is tricky. It's yeah, because I don't watch NFL. This is this is one of the things. They're just too damn good. Yeah, they are. So let's see here. You got the the game I'm going to. I should pick this one: Cowboys versus Seahawks. Because maybe I should just go all Dallas. Because SMU's in Dallas. Maybe I'll go Dallas Cowboys again. Minus nine and a half against Seahawks. Dallas, I think, is playing the best football. Maybe besides San Francisco and the Eagles, but those three teams are, I think, by far the best in the league. I'm going to go with the Cowboys getting are giving up nine and a half points to the Seahawks. All right. Well, I'm going to take the one that's going to be probably the nail biter between Indiana and Tennessee, the Colts and Titans. Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Sorry, thank you. <laughs> um, but I'm going to take Titans. I think they can cover with just a one point differential there. Yeah, that's that's not a bad pick. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Go ahead. We'll put it down and we'll reevaluate next week and see what the score is. Because right now we're tied. That's and that's this week's bourbon and bets. There you go. <laughs> bourbon and bets. Yep. Coming at you one more time. But let's go ahead and let's get to some of the bourbon news. Since we did take a week off, there is a few more things to get to than usual. Plus, I pulled up some other things. But this is also some of this is going to be almost like week old news. So if you are one of those people that do pay too much attention, you'll be going, I've heard about this already. But remember the last time we talked about all the bourbon they thought was stolen from Owensboro? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they found it (laughs) a day later. What was it? Well, it said 21 pallets of bourbon were reported missing, but they have now been located. Officials said that past Wednesday that a shipment was routed to the wrong location. The barrels returned and no charges were filed. And officials have yet to say why the bourbon was even initially reported stolen. Okay. (laughs) So just a false alarm. Yeah. But to make it seem bigger than it was, they invited... I forget who who runs. I think it's like bourbonblog.com. I can't remember his name. I'm, I'm blanking on it right now. I do know him. But they invited him to kind of talk about, oh, what if it was Pappy and like how big bourbon's gotten or whatever. And it's like- Yeah, the value on that would have been a lot more. Oh, well, I mean, 21 pallets of bourbon, they said it was only valued at, at pennies, right? So it was like, this was, this was garbage whiskey. <laughs> I hate to say it, but it was not going to be good whiskey. Yeah. Yes. Well, glad they found it. Yes, they did. They did. So our first news headline was somebody that was actually sent to me. It was kind of interesting to see this. So there's a potential site for a new bourbon complex that has now hit the market in the Shively area, which is around here in Louisville, Kentucky. So three buildings were constructed back in 1933 as as going to be rickhouses by the Bernheim Distillery Company. And this was also previously known as Bernheim Brothers Distillery and to house barrels of I.W. Harper bourbon. Less than seven months after announcing that it was looking for customers to rent out space for barrels in the building that was previously being renovated to serve as a new rickhouse, the partnership group bought the three buildings at the 1600th block of Bernheim Lane and has decided to put the whole campus on the market. The property includes around 346,000 square feet of space sitting on approximately 11 acres of land and has a list price of $8.5 million. Each building has around 115,000 square feet. One of the buildings at 602 Bernheim Lane was being cleared out to make room for the infrastructure needed for a modern rickhouse that could hold close to 40,000 barrels. And one of the buildings at 1600 Bernheim Lane had previously been used for the Bernheim Car Club, which is a classic car storage facility. Along with the property itself, the purchaser would also receive plans for the rickhouse that has already been approved by the Louisville Metro Planning Commission. Make sure you get an inspection. What the hell to say? That's what this was sent to me. It seems like a very ambitious goal to go after, but I think it would be cool to bring back a little piece of history while you're at it too. Yeah. 8 million seems steep for, but I don't know. That's a lot of square footage though, I guess. 8 million for 120,000 barrels. Yeah. What? Wait, there's not barrels in there. There's not barrels in there. No, it says like one of them 
has the infrastructure that could hold close to 40,000 barrels. And then the other buildings probably just have to be renovated to do something. Yeah, because I think a new construction for 50,000 barrels, you're looking at like 5 million for Rickhouse from music. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on that, but <laughs> <laughs> roughly, just a, just give, or, guess. give or take. But yeah, so maybe it's not a bad deal, assuming that it's all, you know, in good standing, good shape or whatever. So, right. That's always the, the big iffy when it comes to these these things. Yep. Old buildings. Make sure you get an inspection. <laughs> That's right. So the Fraser Hirsch Museum is opening a special holiday exhibition called Spirited Designs, Old Forester's Mid-Century Decanters. And this is, again, curated by Brown Foreman Archives. And the Spirited Design brings the full collection of Old Forester decanters, packaging, and advertising together for the first time. It takes you behind the scenes to learn about the designers and the processes that brought these designs to life. The decanters were designed by two artists. First is Ernst Spoolher between 1950 to 1953, and then Raymond Lowy from 1954 to 1969. And they're known as the fathers of industrial design, or should I say known as the father of industrial design, Lowy, and I'm saying it's Lowy, Lowy, L-O-E-W-Y. Sorry if I'm butchering the name. That's again. what I would say. Louis, Louis. <laughs> uh, he, had design, he had a design style characterized by streamlined forms, clean lines, and an emphasis on function. His projects also include the Shell logo, the Greyhound, plus the bus, and the Lucky Strike cigarette package. The 150th anniversary of Old Forester Decanter will also be on display in the spirit of design, inspired by Raymond's original Old Forester Decanter designs. The 150th anniversary decanter was created to commemorate Brown Foreman's corporate milestone anniversary back in 2020, and wall panels and installations will chart the history of the annual Old Forester Holiday Decanter series, which ran from 1950 to 1969. On display will be a collection made up of each year's decanter, holiday gift boxes, advertising material, replica ads, a recreation, sorry, a recreation of an in-store display for the 1957 decanter, also known as the Sputnik decanter, and two six-foot-tall replica holiday packages like those used to launch the holiday canters in the 1950s and the 60s. Infographics will chart the decanter process from inception to design to release. Does it come with some lead, too? Maybe a little bit, just just a really... Kind of add that like that twang that you're looking for in your whiskey. I do like the decanters, and I I, I feel like that's pretty cool to bring them back. I'm kind of excited about, it. and I love the design on Lucky Strike cigarettes. Not that I ever smoked them, but yeah, you're I, more like a Pall Mall kind of guy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not Parliament P Funk. Oh, there you yeah. go, P Funks. Not really a cigarette smoker, but yeah, Lucky Strike. I love that design. You know, Mad Men. They did a thing on Lucky Strike, and that was the first time the word like. They came out with this tagline that said, it's toasted. And then, <laughs> then from there, all the bourbon companies start doing toasted bourbons. But it's kind of see where it, it all originates from there. Yep, exactly. But I love that 50s, 60s time period when whiskey was thriving, booming. And, you know, you had all those. Well, maybe I guess in the 60s, it was still booming. But yeah. you had all those cool decanters and ads and stuff. It's it's a fun time. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of coming back to a degree. I mean, you have bottles today, but even today's bottles are kind of like decanters. I mean, of course, That's you true. Have, we will talk about it in a little bit. You have the old Fitzgerald. You got Frank August. Yeah. I think, I mean, the Bardstown Bourbon Company design is pretty nice. It's a very kind of clean looking thing. Yeah. It's not as, it's or, it's not as ornate, but I think. I guess I'm today. saying like ceramic decanters. Oh, those ones. Okay. Yeah. 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 I like those. I think a lot of the brown form ones were a lot of glass. I think they were. Yeah, they were glass. Ones. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Beam was the, well, Beam and then Old Fitz had some decanters. Yeah, they had, everybody had some. Everybody did, yeah. All right, let's just keep going here. So Bud's Roost 
they're quite literally rolling out a barrel to celebrate the 90th anniversary of repeal of Prohibition with the release of its newest single barrel Founders Select Bourbon on Tuesday, December 5th. Musicians from Louisville Orchestra will welcome everyone, and guests will get their first taste of a special limited release of the Founders Select Bourbon. Barrel rollers will include Buzzard's Roost Master Blender, Jason Bronner, and Buzzard's Roost Distiller, Ethan Spalding. Buzzard's Roost CEO Judy Hollis-Jones will wave the whiskey flag to get the barrel rolling, and a second line of musicians from the Louisville Orchestra will follow fans from the barrel in a Prohibition Repeal Parade and all will be greeted at the Buzzard's Roost Risky, <laughs> Risky Whiskey Row Experience for the first taste of Buzzard's Roost new limited edition Founders Single Barrel Select. And so, and by the way, they did say that they will not be rolling it on the street. They'll be rolling it on the sidewalk. So uh-huh, okay. there's no street closers. But if you're interested about this barrel, the mash bill is 59% corn, 36% rye, 5% malted barley, six years old, and priced at $89 per bottle. That's pretty cool. And then you'll see Jason at the main eatery or the pizza place. <laughs> or the pizza. Right I think we, it's Luigi's maybe, something like that next yeah, door. We've yeah. been running into him. Anytime we go downtown, we run into him at a lunch spot. But yeah, yeah. That's, that's a pretty cool idea. I like it. Yeah. And speaking of downtown, we probably, we got to be more communicative about this. We actually finally started. Yeah, demo. Demo on our Whiskey Row location. So we're now two weeks in. My brother texted me little while ago and he says there's it looks like a full dumpster in front of your building right now so i've got to get down there and check it out soon yeah i went down there when i heard that they started demo just to make sure it was happening because <laughs> <laughs> we had been hearing it's just not people stealing stuff and i peeked my head in and they were i just peeked in because i didn't want to like get put to work or anything <laughs> down there but uh no it's exciting news and excited to see how things come together so it's got a long way to go it's a beautiful old building but it is a pos <laughs> right yeah. now so it's gonna be the longest year of our life yes it is it's just begun yes 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 so this is gonna be an interesting one so four roses bourbon has launched its first ever consumer advertising campaign campaign but it's actually over in the uk and so looking to target younger whiskey drinkers it's a four hundred thousand pound digital outdoor and social media campaign and is entitled don't mention it and will focus on London and Manchester with further activity planned for 2024. The campaign includes a reveal of, it says a 7M. I don't know if that's like, maybe it's a seven, I don't seven meter. Yeah, probably seven meter spray painted wall in Shoreditch, which was subsequently mocked as vandalized in order to hide the brand's name. And this theme is being replicated across all digital executions. So I know it was probably very hard to understand <laughs> what I just said there uh, without a picture. But the picture of what it is, it looks like a regular Four Roses ad, but they spray painted over the Four Roses name. And so you don't actually see the word Four Roses. And it just says in hashtag, don't mention it. Okay. So it's supposed to appeal to younger people and, and whatever. So. So how do they know it's a Four Roses? Well, I mean, you see the logo, you see like the Four Roses logo, but they actually spray paint over the the name of Four Roses. Got it. And just the rose silhouettes there. Yeah. But I mean, you see like on the side, it says, I don't know, like, you know, drink by blah, 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 blah. But it's just, you know, but that's all spray painted over. It says just like, don't mention it. Got it. Maybe it's like one of those reverse psychology things. Like if you just don't talk about it, then people won't know about and it. Then they will we, talk about we it. We get to keep it all for <laughs> ourselves. Yeah. Don't talk about it so people will talk about it. <laughs> that in 400,000 pounds is a lot of money. Yeah. That's, I wish we had that kind of money to throw digital advertising. Yeah, that would be nice. It but, would be. But it's hard to compete in this it, game. It sure is. It sure is. Yep. But it's also hard for other people to try to impersonate others because now the Pennsylvania Liquor Control Board has now cautioned customers that while the website 
OneStopBourbons.com identifies its address in the contact section of its website as 5956 Center Avenue in Pittsburgh. That's actually where Fine Wine and Good Spirits stores are located. The website is actually not associated with the Fine Wine and Good Spirits or the Pennsylvania Liquor Control Board. The PLCB began receiving complaints about this misrepresentation over the summer, but inquiries to the Center Avenue store about the legitimacy of his website have increased as the holiday season approaches. The PLCB has also received complaints from customers who claim to have placed orders on the site, paid for product that was never fully delivered. Pennsylvanians are, sorry, Pennsylvanians are reminded that only certain licensed distilleries are permitted to sell and ship liquor to Pennsylvania residents, and the PLCB is the only retailer authorized to sell liquor in Pennsylvania. Wow. It's like one of those, you know, Instagram ads where you buy like a like a gold locket for your wife and it never shows up. You know? <laughs> How weird. How weird. Yep. It, it blows my mind even the amount of spam that comes in on Facebook nowadays. Oh, I don't gosh. even I don't know how we can't post anything. They're like, I'm starting a bourbon club, DM me. Yeah. Or like, I got that bottle in store. Like, who falls for that stuff? I guess apparently people. People must. I, I think what sucks about it is, like, people probably quit commenting on stuff because they just know they're going to get spammed with shit. So I, I think that's probably the part that I hate the most is that, like, maybe it's dis, it's disengaging to folks because they don't want to comment. They see it. They might like it, but they're not going to comment because the next comment behind it is going to be like, oh, I got bottles in my shelf. DM me for it. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. if you see that stuff, just know that it's, if you, if it sounds too good to be true, it absolutely is in the world of bourbon. And you can only buy one from one place in Pennsylvania. Yep. Pennsylvania and Pennsylvania distilleries. Yes. There you go. They cornered the market. So at its regularly scheduled meeting, commissioners of the Oregon Liquor Control and Cannabis Commission reviewed the changes to the agency's chance to purchase program. And that's a randomized drawing provided to Oregon residents the opportunity to purchase rare distilled spirits. The new chance to purchase policy is the result of the work done by the agency to provide a better clarity on how highly sought after distilled spirits like Pappy Van Winkle are made available to retail customers other than licensed bars and restaurants. The chance to purchase program has been in operation since 2018, but was suspended earlier this year due to concerns arising from misappropriation of bottles of rare distilled spirits. The new policy includes provisions for now a third party that will conduct the drawing and sets out clear eligibility guidelines and includes a set of scheduling quarter drawings beginning in Q1 of 24. Are they using Excel to run their, <laughs> Probably. <laughs> their drawings? Was that, for, was that one for, through one million? Yeah. Virginia that was doing that or something? Yeah, it was something like that. When when you first said you said Oregon, like I thought you said like a liver organ. <laughs> no, well they did have. Remember, Oregon did have that stuff where like bottles were being set aside for like they had Elmer Teeley and other yeah. stuff set aside for like people in higher up positions. So I think that's what this might all be stemming down from is just like more stuff to to worry about. But well, when you you had followed it up with alcohol and cannabis i thought there were some limited rare cannabis coming out i was more excited about that well you know, they take star buddies from oregon <laughs> they just get the they're just the the entire sin category is what they take care of yeah yeah two which i really like <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like well you're in charge of liquor well might as well we're gonna throw cannabis in it because we don't know who else to give it to that's right yeah Heaven Hill is excited to announce that their two company facilities have received the EPA's first ever Energy Star certification for distilleries in recognition of superior energy efficiency and performance. According to the EPA, distilleries which earn the Energy Star use significantly, actually they use significant less energy and contribute to fewer greenhouse gas emissions than their peers. The company's historic Bernheim distillery in Louisville has been the lifeblood of Heaven Hill's whiskey operation since it was acquired in 1999. 
Also receiving recognition is the company's Deep Eddy Vodka Distillery in Buda, Texas. Distilleries recognized by the EPA earned a score of 75 or higher using the Energy Star's Energy Performance Indicator, which facilities use to benchmark their performance on a scale of 1 to 100. Heaven Hills implemented a variety of projects over the recent years, including the completion of a multi, bo- sorry, multiple boiler efficiency and insulation projects to reduce energy needs, replacement of light fixtures with more efficient LED bulbs, tree plantings around its facilities, and more being put into place going forward, such as driving towards zero carbon emissions by reducing their carbon emissions from and their operations by 30%, using water more efficiently by improving water use efficiency by 15%, and reducing waste by eliminating around 10% of wasted generated by operations, reducing virgin plastic in bottles by 50%, and working towards zero waste visitor experiences. Very cool. Yes. That's, we're all about protecting the environment finding more ways to be more efficient, more energy efficient. Do, uh, just do they get to put one of those little stars on their, their still now? Like, I was about to you know, say, like I the, was like, you get on the Whirlpool like a, or GE plants. One of our favorite distilleries and now my refrigerator. Both have the Energy Star certification. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah, this is cool. You see this trend in a lot of the major distilleries that can make these investments. So it's cool that they're putting that investment to good use. You know, it's that and also it's probably looking and catering towards a younger generation that really cares about sustainability yeah, efforts. Yeah, they do. And they they really do. Now, a lot of these things, when you put in an energy efficient process, you're not necessarily saving money. Like that's not. No, you're spending more money to make it more. You're hoping to recoup it on the back end. But like yeah. five, 10, 20, 30 years later, sometimes that's, right. that's usually what it takes. Yep. All right, here's our last news article, and that's the Kentucky Distillers Association announced that the legendary Kentucky Bourbon Trail received a Traverse Award for Excellence in Kentucky Tourism from the Kentucky Travel Industry Association. The award was presented during the 2023 Kentucky Travel Industry Annual Conference held November 8th to the 10th at the Sloan Convention Center in Bowling Green. The Kentucky Bourbon Trail received the Gold Traverse Award for its Book Now and Bourbon Later digital marketing campaign. So the Book Now Bourbon Later campaign was created in 2022 in response to the surge in tourism coming out of the pandemic when most distilleries were facing new challenges in the hospitality space. The digital campaign was launched with three main goals. Shift the public perception that you can not just walk into a distillery distillery tour, but you need to book online. It also positioned Kentucky Bourbon Trail distilleries as world-class tourism destinations requiring reservations, and it educated visitors on why booking reservations is the best way to ensure optimal distillery experiences. I'm amazed at how many people come here and they're like, just show up. They just show up and they're like, I can't get anywhere. And I'm like, well, duh. And they're like, can you get me anywhere? I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm not pulling my strings for you. Yeah. But it, it, it's a testament to what all the work Kentucky Bourbon Trail has done, not just Reese, but all throughout the whole of it, of its, its life. It's been an awesome just to see how big it's grown, especially the last five years. Bourbon tourism is hot and it's going to continue to be, I think. And yeah, and there it definitely still some things to work out. You know, it's these distilleries just weren't prepared. You know, heck, I even went to Napa, and it's still a very, like, antiquated, you know, system. You can book online, but you sometimes have to call and this and that. And it's like, it's like there's technology, I think, that still can be utilized to help improve this whole process for consumers and distilleries. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and, and two, I think it's confusing for a lot of people coming here. They're like, oh, I'm going to book Kevin Hill at 10, and then makers and then, <laughs> and then back then, to and then wild turkey at, yeah. at two and you're like you're not going to make that <laughs> <laughs> even and, if you had a helicopter you might yeah make so it. giving consumers you know an idea of like okay here's what's feasible you know what you can do in a day and all that so yeah 
congrats to the KDA and all that stuff. So. Yep. And there's a big reason why all these tour companies exist. We've been doing some some our own recon. Uh, now that we have experiences open in that our distillery, we've been kind of doing some recon and talking to some of, of the bourbon distillery tour people. And I had no idea. We're like at like 12 or 15 of them now on a list yeah, of people a to contact and say like, hey, keep us in mind. Yeah. It's a growing category. More people are coming. So got to have the the services there to provide for for folks coming in yeah what kind of limo would you want <laughs> an old lincoln you know, like, <laughs> just, with the square front and back yeah yeah like like macaulay one, culkin and home alone yeah, like when he's going through the, the city old, of new york the old tube tv and <laughs> and the ice with the champagne something <laughs> the where ice you, can, bucket and you can roll up the window so you don't have to talk to the driver and you call on the phone yeah. in the back seat that's my favorite <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a quick commercial break and we'll be back with some bourbon release news. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point of sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in-line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone. Transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com bourbon. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon. The farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S dot com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. All right, everybody, it's bourbon release news time. And this first one, this is, I'm only putting this on here because it came out, we took a break and it's long gone, but let's talk about it anyway, because we've got a pretty funny story about this one too. So Old Forester is, well, they've already released the rarest bottle it has ever produced. And it was a decanter to honor the brand's 150th anniversary. And it was filled with extraordinarily exquisite 12 and a half year old bourbon. Only 500 bottles were originally crafted for the members of the Brown family who actually own Brown Foreman, and key partners of the company. 150 were set aside for special tastings and events at the company, but the global pandemic in 2020 shuttered those plans, and those 150 bottles remained in storage. Now, Old Forester is offering them to the public. On April 18, 2008, Master Distiller Chris Morris hand-selected six barrels for this special decanter. It was bottled 150 months later at 12 and a half years in 2020. These barrels were matured in Warehouse J, Top Floor 8, Rick 44, Tier 1, the decanter is presented in a custom wooden handmade box, and the wood was recovered from the fire at the Old Forester Distillery on Whiskey Row in 2015. The fire nearly destroyed the entire Whiskey Row block back then. 
The 150th decanter is a nod to the Old Forester historic holiday decanters in the 50s and 60s, designed by the only one and only Raymond Lowy. <laughs> there he is. Yes. Uh, the decanter also had a price of $2,500. But some of the proceeds went to charity for that, right? I don't know. I think so. I think that's the case. Uh, I didn't I didn't read that part of the press release. You did or didn't? Did not. Oh, I, okay. Maybe I didn't add that in there. I don't know. No, I thought you, so. you have the heart of gold, not me. So that's, I just I, I skip over that. <laughs> He's just facts. <laughs> he doesn't care about touchy-feely things. Exactly. But yeah, we had this bottle at, I think it was originally supposed to be released in 2020, but COVID yes. hit, so they've held on to that. And then we had this at Brown Foreman Suite the week of Derby. It was really... It's nice. nice. Yeah, it was tasty. Pretty special. <laughs> yeah. It was it was very funny though. It was like once they you tell the story better than I do. Okay. About... So there there's probably like fifty people in this suite, maybe more, and it's like media and brown foreman people and this like poor college kid, somebody told him like pour a thimble in like everybody's glass. So he's like shaking, like freaking out, like trying not to pour too much. And then so we all get a taste of it. And then like an hour passes. And, it wasn't even barely a taste. It was like, oh yeah, I mean, it's like you could barely you get even a, wet your lips with it. <laughs> <laughs> and anyways, so they about an hour passes. They're like, all right, well, we're gonna head back to work. You all can stay and hang out in the suite. And it was like me, Kenny, and like two other people. And they're like, and drink whatever. And they left that bottle. And I was like, even that one. And they're like, yeah. So me and Kenny got to enjoy yeah. the rest of. The, I put a funny reel back, and in, you can scroll back in, on Instagram, but that week of me taking that bottle and acting like I was stealing it. But, uh, and people were asking all kinds of questions like, what bottle is that? Yeah, yeah. What is that? Yeah. But it was very good. I remember I, I can't afford $2,500, but I can't, but people were, it sold out in like two minutes. I'm not surprised. That'll be a collector's item. And I'm pretty positive. Some of it goes to charity. So, <laughs> okay. Maybe, maybe not. We'll maybe, find out. Maybe not. Yeah. All right, so our next one is that Castle and Key, in partnership with the Kentucky Black Bourbon Guild, has announced the release of The Untold Story of Kentucky Whiskey, Chapter 3. The third release in the Distillery's limited edition series in which 100% of the proceeds are donated to the scholarship funds to support diversity, inclusion, and equity within the distilling community. All right, see, this one it was actually in the press. See, I put it in there. So there you go. I, I told you I don't always skip over it. So cumulative scholarship funds from the three chapters are expected to reach $100,000 by the end of this year based on the forecasted sales. With 400 to 420 bottles available for this year's release, it's featured on each iteration's label as a chapter that serves as a historical narrative to promote the conservations around the aspects of how African Americans contributed to the spirits industry. Written by historian Kayla Bush, the untold story of Kentucky Whiskey Chapter 3 narrates the story of Brack Beverly, who was born enslaved and eventually, as a freedman, worked as a mash hand for the Kentucky distillery, for a Kentucky distillery in the early 1900s. The new release honors Brack Beverly and countless of other African-Americans who played a vital role in shaping the legacy of bourbon, paying tribute to their ingenuity and unwavering spirit. The Untold Story of Kentucky Whiskey Chapter 3 is a two-barrel blend and features Hickory King corn, an heirloom varietal, cultivated and, fla and favored for whiskey production about a century ago, but pushed from the spotlight with the introduction of commodity grains. Castle & Key partnered with Walnut Grove Farms, renowned custodians of heirloom crops to ensure the cultivation and preservation of this treasured grain. Hickory King Corn offers a distinct flavor profile that sets apart from other corn varieties as well. It's 54.3% ABV and has a $175 SRP. 
So can you do the math on that? I was going to. <laughs> I was doing it in my head, and I was like, I got to 108.6. 108. There you go, 108.6. Thank you. <laughs> did I, you just pull out your calculator? Yeah, I almost did. Yeah. I almost did. Man, I tell you what. I Remember when we did that presentation at the Rippy House? Yeah. And I, I fumbled on math, and yeah. my dad was over there just like- Shaking just, his- Oh, yeah. He just, because he, he knows I'm terrible at math. Like, He's like, where did I go wrong? <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things. He'll come up to me, and he'll go nine times eight, and I'll be like, God. And I'll just stumble. That's yeah. just how it is. It's okay. But very cool. I love the packaging on this. It's beautiful. The label's cool. Great cause. All good things. Yes. It. Good story. Good story as well. So make sure you go and get yourself a bottle of that. Support a good cause. So Broken Barrel, Seth is one of our friends for the show. We've talked, known him for a very long time here. But they're known best for their innovative whiskey finishing techniques. And they've introduced something new called Honey Smoke Reserva, which builds off its intensely popular Honey Smoke Rye released last year. This new offering features a Kentucky distilled American whiskey aged for six years and finished for five months using 50% honey barrel staves and 50% Texas Sotol barrel staves. And it's bottled also at 110 proof. There's only about 1,900 bottles of the Broken Barrel Honey Smoke Reserva. It'll be available at brokenbarrelwhiskey.com and Sealbox and in select retail stores in California, Indiana, Kentucky, Minnesota, Oklahoma, and South Carolina. The expression features a mash bill of 99% corn and 1% malted barley. And an oak bill, which, of course, we already said that, 50% and 50% honey barrel staves and Texas Sotol, S-O-T-O-L barrel staves. Yeah, I was like, what is Sotol? But yeah, I've been seeing that name, that type of spirit pop up, and I just looked it up. It's a distillate made from a type of shrub, a Decilerion wheelery, more commonly desert, called Desert Spoon. I guess it grows in Texas. Okay. I yeah. did not know that was a thing. It's instead... You know, it's pretty similar to tequila and mezcal, but it's not obviously taken from agave. So I can't wait. Now you go to your trip in Texas and you see so tall. You're like, <laughs> I would like to explain to you all exactly what this is. Yeah, well, I'm not a big tequila or mezcal fan, so I'll probably pass. But at least I know what it is now. I can get down to tequila. It's the whole mezcal thing. I can't get. Into. Yeah, I don't like the smoke. No, 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 no. You might not like smoke, but you like Jack Harlow. Who doesn't like Jack hey, There you go. I like that. So on Friday, the Courier-Journal, that's actually our Louisville here newspaper, they reported that a nonprofit organization helmed by the rapper of Jack Harlow has joined forces with Knob Creek to release a limited edition bourbon in honor of the American rapper's No Place Like Home tour in Kentucky. The bourbon has a suggested retail price of $60 and will be exclusively available at retail stores in the six cities that he will be performing in, which is Owensboro, Pikeville, Covington, Murray, Bowling Green, and Lexington. According to a news release from the other brand, or sorry, from the brand, the bottles were personally chosen by Fred and Freddie No of Jim Beam, and in tandem with Maggie and Brian Harlow from the Jack Harlow Foundation. The foundation works with other Kentucky organizations, which include Neighborhood House, the Louisville Ballet, Sowing Seeds with Faith, Queer Kentucky, Adelante Hispanic Achievers, Central Latino, and Russell, a place of promise and and its sponsor for success. And then you'll probably see like an RTD with Focus. And something like the knob creep coming up, but no. <laughs> but you said that I, I was just envisioning Jack Harlow and Fred No hanging out. But you said that his team went, not Jack Harlow. Yeah. So, so here's the thing, Jack Harlow. I love Jack Harlow. Music is one thing. So if you're not a fan of rap, you know it is what it is. But he reps Kentucky. Oh yeah. He really reps Louisville hard, and he really puts it on the map for a lot of things. The unfortunate thing is he does not drink. Oh well, at all. Maybe that's why he's so talented. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has focus. Yeah. Yeah. You Clearly, you can't count. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, 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 
it speaks for itself right That's there. That's right. Yeah, but it is one of those things that it would be, I would say it'd be, it'd be a lot cooler if you drink. No, I mean, it'd just be <laughs> one of those things like, because he does rap about bourbon every once in a while. Like he's thrown something out in there because, you know, it's just from hometown and stuff like that. But yeah, he, he doesn't drink even though he's now... His foundation is partnering with Knob Creek. Oh, that's okay. It's going to a good cause. It is. So It is. And if you put his name behind it, people will follow. For sure. All right. So two more here to go. And that's the second to last one is that Jack Daniels is now introducing, introducing a new distillery series selection number 12, which is a straight Tennessee whiskey finished in Oloroso sherry casks. So Jack Daniels Distillery Series is available in Tennessee only and in limited quantities. Like all Jack Daniels Tennessee whiskeys, the latest expression has a grain bill of 80% corn, 12% malted barley, 8% rye, charcoal mellowed before mellowed, charcoal <laughs> mellowed before entering new char. Maybe it is mellowed. It it's is. in a sherry cask. I, I like that. It's, it's mellowed. And this is also fully matured. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the whiskey was then finished in Oloroso sherry cask for an additional three years. Selected by whiskey taster Randall Fanning, who recently retired after nearly 50 years with the brand, Jack Daniels Distillery Series Straight Tennessee Whiskey Finished in Oloroso Sherry Casks is not only a mouthful, but it's also bottled at 90 proof and will be available in select stores in Tennessee and at the White Rabbit Bottle Shop at the distillery beginning on December 2nd. It's coming in 375 ml, bo- 375 ml bottles with a suggested retail price of $42. Can't beat the price. I thought they did a sherry. That was their uh, oh, the single, single malt. That's right. They probably just had all these things. They were just like, throw in a barrel. Let's go. Yeah. We got uh, we got to have more distillers select here in the next few years. Yeah, it's it, it's amazing. They keep coming, you know, because Brown Foreman's pretty traditional with their, you know, Old Forester and Woodford type products. So it's pretty cool to see they're using Jack to do all this innovation and different finishing and all this stuff. So they got us continuing to talk about them. Yeah, that's, that's right. Not, so our last one, which is also one of our headlines, is that Heaven Hill has announced the release of the fall 2023 edition of Old Fitzgerald, Bottled and Bond, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, and it has an eight-year-old age statement. Comprised of barrels produced in fall of 2015, the 12th national release ushers in the latest addition to the Decanter series, which adds to the Bottled and Bond legacy. This edition is available with a suggested retail price of $110. Not bad. One of the prior releases, though, was only eight or nine. That's actually really good. Yeah, I thought it was one of the better ones at eight years old. Yeah. People just, they snub when they, when you see 19 coming out at one point yeah. and then you see eight, you're kind of like, well, oh, but, but the price is a lot better, I bet. Oh, I th- yeah. I think it was like 180 or maybe 200 or something last time, but yeah, I mean, 110, it's, it's manageable. And you get the cold decanter bottle. Yeah, and like I said, we've, we've had, it was either eight or nine year old and the fall is also noted by the black label, but I mean, it was still really good whiskey. Oh yeah. Can't, no fail. No fail. No fail. That is going to do it for this week in bourbon. That's it? That's it. I thought it'd be much longer after yeah. a two-week layoff. No, I even had to go and start scrolling through emails to see if I can fill up some more time here because I, people might have missed us a little bit. Yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> but that is going to do it. Cheers, everybody. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you next time. Toodles. Toodles.